Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Victor Alvarez. I'm very pleased to have Jose Licianes and Francisco Meadows today here with us. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. We begin with our case study. In Tom Stoppard's play Travesties, Tristan Zara is a well-known data poet, creates poetry by cutting up Shakespeare's sonnets, dropping the individual words in a hat, and then selecting and arranging the words drawn from the hat at random. In one scene, Zara begins with an 18th sonnet. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more tempered. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of night, and summer's least half all too short a date. Sometime, too hot the eye of heaven shines, and often his gold complexion dipped. And every fair from fair sometimes it comes, by chance or nature's changing course and trend. But thy eternal sun shall not fade, nor lose possession of thou fair thou'st. Nor shall death brag thou wanderest in a shade, when in eternal lines thou to time thou growest. So long as men can breathe, or eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives life to thee. According to Stoppard, Zara came up with this. Shake thou thy gold buds, the untrimmed but sure fair shade shines. See, this lovely hot possession groweth so long by nature's courses, so long heaven and declines, summer changing, more temperate complexion. My seven-year-old daughter recently imitated Stoppard's Zara, also by randomly select, cutting, selecting cut up words from the 18th summer. Her work begins as follows. Death complexion see declines. Summer is this as a rough changing eye course deep. More sometimes not how lives long fade, dimmed, often eternal grows, may nor date, wondrous lines is temperate, least when eyes too is that his can brag too. Is this poetry? Is ours creation poetry, as Stoppard portrays it, is either work original. I think it would be best to conjoin the first two questions and then see what we answer as the questions progress. So is this poetry? Is Zara's creation poetry as Stoppard portrays it? From my point of view, I think so. And my my reasoning is this. According to Oxford Languages, poetry is literary work in which special intensity is given to expression of feelings and ideas by the use of distinctive style and rhythm. By following this definition, it is hard to define either as poetry. They both rely on the fact that the poem is created by random pickings out of a hat. So if the words are not theirs to choose and the rhythm either has to be created by divine luck, forgotten about, or meticulously crafted by choosing words in a tight syllabic range. I personally do not subscribe to this idea of what poetry is, but it is very similar. I would replace an Oxford language's definition, rhythm, with artistic intent. Artistic intent being what the artist has chosen along the process of creating the final product and whatever medium of art they choose to partake in with a specific intent or message they want to express behind these choices. Under this definition, both can be defined as poetry. In both poems, although the words were chosen at random, there was intent behind them. There was artistic expression, there was message, and ultimately, there was the artist's intent in creating them that we as a reader need to decipher to really understand. So to me, yes, both are poems. And this is further supported by an article on data poems called Data Poetry, a world of chaotic expression found on pickmeuppoetry.org. 
In it, the author writes, data poems use nonsense words, which forces readers to question what they are reading and make up their meanings for the words on the page. Similar to the poems presented, the author references Allen Ginsberg's poem, How, where the poet uses chunks of another piece of literature to create a new poem, but now the arrangement is reduced to letters as opposed to words our poems had. The poem is filled with absolute nonsense words with no connection to English at all. However, the meaning of the poem is tackling the social issues present around the 1960s, which is when the poem was created. All in all, the poems presented in our case study, along with the poems created during the data movement, are certainly a form of poetry, even though it dances around the lines of typical convention. I also agree with Victor. I believe that these both are poems. Yeah, maybe there is not a set way each poem is set up, and maybe it does drop around the lines and rules of a poem. I do believe that they are set up as poems and they, in their own way, whatever the reader does read, they it does decipher if they believe it's a poem or not. But in my opinion, I do believe it's a poem. And yes, I believe it's a poem. They're both poems. I believe that they're poems too, but I don't think it's really up for the reader to like decipher it themselves since the art was really made during the Dada movement, which is basically the opposite of what was seen. So instead of showing the good, they showed the bad and they would just show the opposite. So are you really reading what they want you to read or is it that they want you to look at the other perspective in a more positive way as you're reading it? It's also true. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, good takes. Um, so, on to the next question on originality. Is either work original? So, to me, they are 100% original. The argument against this is the same as the argument against collage artworks. If the artist didn't create the pieces that make up the work, but rather just had a hand in the arrangement, how can you say it is the original work? And again, it all boils down to me to the intent and the message of the artist. For example, there's an artist on Instagram who goes by the name of Isolation US, and he mainly focuses on creating t-shirt designs and does commissions in a style for other brands and musicians. Since his account is relatively small and not much is known about him, with the exception of a few posts every now and then addressing his background, but he is a veteran and a majority of his work is graphic design and it's based around an anti-war theme. His latest release, Daytona 911 Racing Series, is a line of t-shirts and jackets in the style of NASCAR merchandise. In each t-shirt design, he takes on an active stance against uh, George W. Bush and Barack Obama and their involvement in war. In one of the t-shirt designs, he shows Obama dressed in typical NASCAR racer attire surrounded by army drums. The sponsors on the racer's attire is replaced with the logos of companies that were Obama's corporate donors. Also. The drones surrounding him are alluding to Obama's drone strikes in the Middle East, feeding into the act of war. In another piece, it displays George W. Bush in the same type of attire, but instead surrounded by a tank, sporting the same type of corporate donor logos. It is safe to say that the artist did not create a single piece used in his final artwork. He did not create the logos, he did not create the photos of our past presidents, and he did not create the photos of the drones and tanks. The meaning, however, of the new artworks are now vastly different than his individual pieces had. Whatever connotations those image heads are now gone and have been reappropriated. This to me is an original artwork. 
Furthermore, we most actively see collages in the world of music by sampling. Sampling is the act of using a chunk of audio from another piece of media to use in your song. This is seen in almost every single genre in today's music. To me, it would be best to reference a song in the noise genre, as it seems to be the closest to the Dada movement. Our textbook defines the Dada movement as protest art, and music in the noise genre feels like protest art as well. This genre challenges any musical convention established before it, not really focusing on consonant harmonies, virtually no rhythm and no tonal center, really strays it from the typical pop song we get to hear. It asks the listener where the line of music and non-music begins, why there is a line, and if sonic artistic expression is enough to be considered music. It is no surprise why so many haven't heard of it since it's very challenging to listen to. And since it's often coupled with a visual aspect as well, it can be kind of scary and alarming to watch. But in this genre, there's a song by Pedestrian Deposit called Impermanence, where you can hear the sample of dissonant violence, the rising fuzz of tape cassettes, and a looming drone of sub-bass present in horror movies. These samples all have their individual meanings and connotations, all of which have been reappropriated, cut, and used. So, yes, those poems are original. Although they consist of parts from another piece of art, they are uniquely original in their own right. What do you guys think? In my opinion, again, I do agree with your your stand on they are original, but also I'm adding to your point where originality, even if you do take parts of different other people's stuff, creating it, putting your own spin on it does create originality. And I believe these two poems are original. And although, again, taking stuff from different people, but putting your own twist on it does give that uniqueness to every poem and not following the exact lines of the structure structure of a poem but again putting your own twist to it does create originality and in my opinion i also believe that these two poems are original in their own ways see but i feel like they can be original but at the same time when you break them down it's like some parts are too similar to each other that it wouldn't really be considered original if you prefer one or the other so like yes they talk about like different perspectives of it in a way but at the same time like it still mentions like the very like the beginning of both are kind of similar and then the ending of both are kind of similar so it's like what's really original for each one so would you say that um if 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 they're using parts from a different piece of artwork, they can be original, but they're mostly derivative. Yeah. Like it can make sense for both parties, but for a different reason. But it's still the same piece. Still the same piece. Interesting. Typically, I've always heard that people reference it as uh, new original artists. Like in this one, I, I would say it's original because to me, the meaning has changed. So I, I guess the question I pose is if they use the same pieces of art, but ultimately the, the meanings of them and they, what the artist is trying to say is completely different, would you say it's original then or it's still derivative? I would believe it's original in like its own way. Like, yeah, maybe I understand how people might see it as derivative from each other, but I still believe that they would be original in their own way. 
Yeah, but what's different from that same piece with no explanation behind it? Like, how can you look at it and then say, oh, yeah, this one's different from this one if it's the same piece? Okay. So the main distinguishing factor for you is context. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, to me, they are original in their own way, right? But the second poem is, is it is copying. I mean, it says so in the case study that she just used the same method as opposed to having a reason behind it. She did use the same method. So I can see in that way why you would say it was it's, it's copying. They're not original. So following that understanding of it, I would say, yeah, I, I guess the second one is not original, but the first one is, you know, the artist came into it with a different set of, of mind of of a form of expression. They used this method of creating artwork because they wanted to express something with it. And in it, they created a new meaning to the artwork as opposed to what the second poem was trying to achieve was just copying the method. So I kind of agree with you on that context. It's, it's a different way of looking at it, but I agree. Yeah. Well, um, I want to thank you guys for joining us so much for today. Um, thank you, Joely, San Francisco. I really appreciate it. Uh, this concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon. And remember to stay curious.